Welcome back everyone to Movie Geek and Proud, the show where there are no guilty pleasures in film. Fuck the haters and be proud of your taste. I'm your host Rob with another Rob's Rewind. This is where I rewatch a film in my collection and see if it holds up. To stay on the shelf, it has to score a four or above out of five or get tossed and traded for a store credit figuratively anyway. Let's start the show. California, please. That's $226. Well, we only have $27.30. Where does that get us? Nowhere. Corey's taking his brother Jimmy on a ride. These two boys already traveled more than 80 miles across the state. We hired someone to find him. What's his problem? He's just shy. But Jimmy's got a secret. You got 50000 on Double Dragon? That could make this the ride of their lives. Look at him. He's a wizard. He's headed for the video championship. <laughs> this guy? What is that? Power glove. Yeah, well, uh, just keep your power gloves up for all right. With a touch of romance. I am not kissing a boy. And a ton of trouble. That's you. We're too late. One feet down! Sorry about that. You maniac! They'll get there any way they can. Now, what do you think you're doing to him? I'll just let you can tell him to do what you want him to do. How about once you ask him what he wants to do, huh? Now, video Armageddon. He's going to take a lot of guts. You can do it! A little magic. You're the best! And the wizard, Fred Savage. Movie Geeks, this is Movie Geek and Proud with another episode for you. This week is a Rob's Rewind. I'm reviewing a film in my collection. I want to see how it holds up. You guys know the rules. It's got to score a four or above out of five to stay on my shelf. If not, it gets tossed. So let's see how The Wizard from 1989 holds up. Here to review this movie with me is two gentlemen from the Cinema Guys podcast. I have Justin and Brad. How are you gentlemen today? Good. I'm excited to talk about this movie. I'm pretty excited too. Like I recently rewatched it with my children, so I'm really excited. Very good. Now, I want to give credit to Justin. This he is the reason why we are doing this today. I listened to a, a a previous episode of yours <laughs> and there was a part of the podcast where you raved about this movie and i was like i own this movie i would love to review it and i need to have him on here oh, so okay. justin thank you i don't for remember reminding me that this needs to be reviewed <laughs> yeah i wonder i'll probably say the same thing i'm guessing because i have very specific thoughts on the wizard <laughs> All good, all good. And yes, definitely, I look to you to tell me everything. But let's go over some facts. There are people out there who may not know what this movie is. It is a childhood favorite of mine. And hopefully after this review, it could become yours. 
This originally uh, released in on December 15, 1989. It's a PG film at an hour and 40 minutes. It's directed by Todd Holland, who, my God, re- he's done some of the weirdest stuff <laughs> in his movie career. He did Crippen... Krippendorf's Tribe. Do you remember that with Richard Dreyfuss? Oh, I do remember that. Yes. He directed that. And then he did a movie called Fire Dog House or something, or Firehouse Dogs, which was like not too long ago. It was in the late 2000s. But that's it. Everything else, TV series, episodes here and there, and a lot of TV movies. But those were his three feature films. So funny. Uh, this was written by David Chris Holm, and it stars Fred Savage, Luke Edwards, Jenny Lewis, what Kristen Slater, Bo Bridges, mm. like everybody's in this film. And the is budget it, is at six. Oh, go ahead. Is it Fred Savage? It's like during Wonder Year times, right? It's not post? I believe, I believe so. so. Yeah. I believe so. In yeah. It's heyday. Uh, <laughs> uh, this was at a budget of $6 million and gross worldwide sort of doubled that a little bit of change. There was 14 million plus for this. Uh, I don't remember seeing this in theaters. I remember seeing it on USA on TV (laughs) recorded that, that junk and then rewatched it as much as I could until I got the DVD. How old are you, Rob? (laughs) 89. So I was eight years old. If I watched it on the actual year, give or take maybe one or two years afterwards. Okay. You were born in 89. Was this? No, I was born 81. So this came out 89. So I was about eight eight years old. Okay. Yeah. So we were about the same. I was 10. So yeah. Brad, what were you like? 19? I'm the old man in the room. I was, uh, you know, 14. (laughs) Uh, But did all three of us have an equal love for the Nintendo Entertainment System? Oh, definitely. Uh, And I I mean, I mean, not to tangent too off, but I was one of the last kids in the neighborhood to get one. So my anticipation to get a Nintendo was really up there. (laughs) And me and my brother played that Nintendo every single day. It was a very bonding tool for me. Oh, for sure. I I played my Nintendo like crazy. And, you know, this this is the movie I I had to see this movie because of what we were going to see in this movie at the time. Well, stop, because I want to keep talking, and I know you got more (laughs) to... No, I do, yeah. So uh, the plot reads, a boy and his brother run away from home and hitch cross-country with the help of a girl they meet to compete in the Ultimate Video Game Championship. Mm. So this review will have spoilers, of course, but it's all good fun. It's a great kids movie. Knowing everything will not take out any enjoyment out of it. That's how good this movie is. So... Let's have some fun. We'll start this conversation. Justin, where should we start? What do you well, want to so talk about? So I actually was just sitting there thinking, should we start there? Should we start there? Uh, I Anywhere think you want. First, I want to – I think first we should talk about the um, – how disabilities are handled in a time when disabilities weren't handled, right? So they Very called much, the kid yeah. sort of weird or odd, right? Now we would say he was probably on the spectrum somewhere. Yes. Um, but it was back when you could let kids just kind of roam. Like it was a while before they <laughs> found out they were gone, gone. Like, 
<laughs> now, question for you, and this may be a really horrible question. I'm just not that educated, so I'm not going to pretend to know. To be on the spectrum, is that something that you are born with, or is it something that can be developed? Because it seemed to have kicked in when his sister passed away. He probably was the most brightest, bubbly kid ever. And then something clicked after the death in the family. I kind of forgot about the death in the family. So then in that case, it probably wouldn't be autism something or on the Asperger's spectrum okay something like that right it would be yeah. some sort of onset rapid like yeah, trauma or something because I, I i think they think i don't want to say autism is like a learning disability but it's like something you you know in your it's a limitation yeah, i say limitation yeah, in, yeah. in your body that is present like right. you, you, but the way he saw like patterns seems very yes exactly autistic like, or of some sort i don't think especially when this movie came out at that time it was still that autism probably wasn't the type of thing that was very common oh, no. so people still didn't know no, no, about no. it so they're like oh we'll just make the kid like this and it, it, it yeah it just make one of them weird. weird smart kids yeah one of the things that i noticed that i would say is very very dated in this film is the fact of the safety of hitchhiking, walking on highways, and just basically, <laughs> like, did you notice throughout this whole movie, every facility, every building, all the doors were unlocked, there was no security. This this boy managed to pick up his brother, go room to room, no security, no cameras, <laughs> and managed to take his brother out with no one seeing. He gets in the back of a of a truck with the door unlocked universal studios had shitty security <laughs> like there was just well they're and, and kids just the you know no one expects yeah. kids I mean, it, to be shady it was also the 80s they, we didn't care like i just did whatever i wanted back then and went wherever i wanted nobody cared uh, are you watching <laughs> yeah. the wonder years the new one i am uh, yeah so i, I love feel it. like that really touches on it like a lot of the don Cheadle's like monologues are you know i was you know, back then you could go play in an abandoned warehouse for recess. And it, I'm yeah. like, yep, yeah, that's kind of Your parents are just like, uh, just be home by dark. Okay. It's like kids <laughs> just weren't that important as they are now. We like value them more. <laughs> I also like how it re it reminded me a little bit of Top Gun. I mean, sorry, not over the top. I mean, um, how like everywhere they <laughs> stop arm wrestling is the thing. And so in this world, everywhere they stop, no matter what, like video games, Nintendo is the thing. Yeah, I love gotta, it. I love play those the game. kind of movies. Yeah. You know, that is really interesting because what I noticed was there were a lot of people who I, I didn't really picture playing video games. The biggest one is these two businessmen who are oh, like old yeah. as dirt. <laughs> and yet they're so confident in their skills in video games. They're like, yeah, I'll beat you at a game that's catered for you. Yeah. Come on, <laughs> challenge me, you know? And I just thought that was so weird, but yes, you're right. Everywhere they went, somebody was playing an arcade game or video game somewhere. And people just knew of the video game masters in their neighborhood. Well, it, yeah, it my, was pretty my, crazy. my biggest beef with this movie is, you know, the, the biggest video game kid who has the power glove. And oh, has yeah. the power glove to be like the power oh, we glove was talk that Nintendo good. accessories. Yeah, the, we got to talk accessories. The power glove wasn't all that the good. Nintendo okay. accessories except for the light gun were a Crap. horrible yes. thing. The Robbie, the robot, <laughs> the big bazooka, the power pad. Uh, yeah. Um, and the power <laughs> glove, I wanted it so bad. Like I wanted it. I never had it. I like, especially after this movie, I was like, yeah, I need the power glove. 
And then I went to a guy's house who had it and this no. is dumb. <laughs> like this is yeah. you had the one game where you could punch the ball and it didn't really work. And then Yeah, it was very the glitchy. Games, you just played normal. There was no way that kid was gonna put on a power glove and beat him at were they playing Double Dragon? Yeah. No, they well, maybe they were playing uh, Rad Racer. Or oh something. yeah, it was I a racer. Game. Right. I was thinking I Spy. It was some it was racer, racer game. game. Yeah, Double Dragon was a, a so, different different scene. A different <laughs> yeah. So I looked it up, and so like like you guys, like I I knew somebody who had it, and I played it once, and it took forever to even collaborate mm-hmm. and and connect, and that was one of the biggest things is that you couldn't get this thing to connect for the life of you. So the Power Glove. Um, was December 3rd, 1989. So th- this was days of its release wow. between wow. the release okay. and the movie. So when the Power Glove was shown, I'm sure lots of people didn't know about Product it. Placement. That's so interesting. The, it is. the feeling I have, and I guess I was totally wrong, was that it was out, I knew about it before the movie, but I... I guess I didn't. I probably only found well, out in the movie. I mean, I mean, these facts are from online. Who knows? No, if it's I probably right. That I mean, because is... that was the other thing I was thinking. Like, the big thing in that movie was that I had no clue that Mario Three was coming out, and there was no internet. Uh, I guess if you subscribed to Nintendo Power, which I I only did like free, like twice, okay. I got like three issues. Um, then you might know. But other than that, and, there was no way of knowing anything. And I, I was until it came on commercials. I was I was a full <laughs> subscriber to Nintendo Power, so you kind of Lucky. knew. And when this movie was coming out, this is the first time you got to actually see it. So they're like, yeah. this is the first time you're gonna see Super Mario three and everything else. So I was like, I gotta see this movie and and it comes on the screen and I'm just like, Oh my god. I was on the edge of my seat because you know, I you know, Mario One was mind blowing to me. I loved Super Mario Brothers. Um, uh, even though it was weird, I still got really into Mario Two. Oh, Mario Two was um, my favorite of those. And and then when I think the scene in the Wizard is you see him pick up a shell, carry it, kick it into some bricks, and get some, and you're like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, no, Mario, I mean it's the flying, anything? it's the raccoon flying for yeah. me. Like this man lifted off the air, and I almost lost my shit. <laughs> Unfortunately, I was too young to really appreciate what it is that I was actually seeing because I, I mean, again, I don't really have too big of a memory about like my fascination. I think I, I discovered Mario three before the wizard. So I'm a little backwards, but this was what really is interesting. So United States, North America was, was introduced to this game from the movie, but it turns out that this game had actually been out almost for a full year, but in Japan, um, not the movie, I'm sorry, the video yeah, game. The, the video yeah, yeah, game yeah. released um, in October 23rd, 1988. So Japan knew all about it. It mm. was us that didn't know. And then after teasing you with it, you had to wait until February, two yep. months, oh, yeah. before you could possibly get your hands on it. And I, I just find that so interesting. I wish that I was able to relish in the memory of being one of those people to discover a new video game in a movie. That just is mind-blowing to me back then getting a new game was like a big deal like my parents like because the games were still 60 dollars then which i feel like is like a (laughs) hundred dollars if not more now like and my i mean to get a new game was like a christmas only right like only big times and because we rented them from the video store all the time but that one they bought for me and i I mean i i remember the yellow box 
And like, I mean, I was, it was amazing. I, yeah, I yeah, love. Um, that- but I do think watching him play that game, I don't care how intuitive you are with games. There's no way he would have known that you're going to fly up into the thing and get the warp whistle. Like the warp whistle is the most impossible thing to find unless Nintendo power is yeah, telling you and, how to get and it. And that's the only way I knew how to get it. And he just like, I was like, no way. And he, he's must be seen inside the, the ones and zeros to be able to know <laughs> what's going on. Here. I mean, it's, it's straight up matrix right now. He grew up to be the one Neo and, and that's, I'm sticking to that story. <laughs> well, um, and then going back to video games real quick, the I the other thing I never loved when I was little was the translation between console and arcade is not the same skill set. Because no. I remember thinking no. I was awesome for anything that was on the console, but when I went to play Double Dragon or even a Mario game in the arcade, I was like, this is dumb. This isn't. I did play the first Mario on arcade and I was like, this game, what the hell is it? I was like, I I have no idea what this (laughs) monstrosity is. It is not the same. It's, you know, different muscle memory because, you know, you got a controller with thumbs and you go to the arcade and you're like tapping with your hand and moving a joystick. totally different. Yeah, completely. completely Unless you're the wizard, I guess. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So one of the things that I also remember watching this movie is back when when I first saw it, I I lived in Washington State and just hearing Jimmy just constantly say California, California. And then Mm. towards the end of the movie, we get to Universal Studios and we get this gigantic video game Armageddon sort of contest, the dinosaur statues, which are the same from Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Yeah, I always put those two together. I wanted to go to California mm. so bad. I mean, I live here now, but it's just so funny when <laughs> I was a kid, I was like, this must be the most magical place ever. I wanted to go to <laughs> California so bad. So the wizard brought you to California ultimately. It sure did. <laughs> yes. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but this is a road trip from Utah to LA, which I think is maybe a 10 hour drive, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I don't yeah, think maybe. it takes more than a day. Yeah. And, and you know, given their resources, it took them a couple of days to actually get to Los Angeles. I mean, they hitchhiked a lot, but mostly walked. And then, you know, had. but I think it took a couple of days to do like a 10-hour drive. I guess that well, sounds pretty accurate. What a lucky drive that you ran into the guy you will be playing in the final just <laughs> randomly happened said. Um uh, we didn't talk about Jenny Lewis though either. Like uh, Jenny I had Lewis, a crush on her when I was little because she was in. No, I... There was another. Oh, she's in Goonies. Um, no, that's not her. That's not her. No, that's what, no, it's not her. In... True, True Beverly Hills. True Beverly Hills. Yes, which I yes. also love. Me and the, there's only yeah. one friend I have here, and me and her love to talk about how great that movie is, and everyone else is like, it's the worst movie ever. But yeah, True Beverly Hills. <laughs> you're right. True. Um, yes. man, I had super crush on her when I was in the wizard. I was like, that's it. She's like the ultimate. Well, she's a tough broad and like, she wasn't, you know, she was a little tomboyish. She obviously had street smart. She was a different girl that you saw. I mean, I, you know, I can only imagine, but I, I see <laughs> where you're coming from, Justin, <laughs> uh, but she was really good in this movie. I, I would yeah. love a reunion between the three of these kids. I swear. You're right. It was, and it was that tough cool like i don't i think that's what was it's not i mean obviously she's a girl whatever but it was more like that yeah that attitude is like yeah yeah she was she was like the take charge let's this is what we're gonna do let's 
let's go kind of thing. And, you know, Fred Savage was like, uh, okay. She had the trucker friends and well, she does a lot of music now. Yeah. She's like like a literal singer. Yeah. Yeah. She's like a little singer. Yeah. She, she's got EPs out and all that. I have not listened to them, but that's not a testament to her. I'm just not a big music fan. So I, I, I'll I'll take everyone's word for it. But yeah, she does a lot of music now. Here's another retro thing that I noticed in this movie that is just so easy 80s. So like the uh, Fred Savage, Kristen Slater, they're both brothers. Bo Bridges is their dad. They have this fight finding out about their half brother going in a home. And, you know, Fred Savage, he walks out. I forget his name of the Corey. He walks out and then his brother chases him. He's like, why don't we hit the Dairy Queen? We'll kick back a couple, <laughs> just like old times. I'm like, who says let's go to Dairy Queen yeah, to chill? Okay. I, yeah. But I love me some Dairy Queen back then. <laughs> I was like, I, I just I just did that last week with my kids. We went to Dairy Queen and just like, you know. Nice. <laughs> um, That's no. awesome. Well, and Bo Bridges and Christian Slater, I feel like were as big as both of them were, especially then. Um, their their parts were sort of like benign, almost yeah. like they were there and they were coming, but they didn't really have much to offer the film. If they weren't in it, it wouldn't have been. Or if it was a smaller caliber actor, I don't think it would have mattered. But it was. I just it actually was wouldn't going, have. Yeah, when I rewatched it, I was like, oh, Christian Slater didn't have much of a role in this. It's really interesting. I guess, you know, maybe it just made the movie cooler because he was in it or something. I I think that's literally what it was, is that you you got these people to bring people in the seats. Yeah. And yeah, I I feel it was definitely just a money grab for them to just cast them. Not to say they shouldn't have been in the movie, but yeah, anybody could have taken those two roles. But I will say, knowing Bo Bridges today, was it a treat to watch him play video games and like talk in this dad mode of, I think I know what I'm talking about, but he's just saying stuff that doesn't make any sense. And so that was enjoyable (laughs) to see. I I did love by the end, how like into the video games he, he started to get, you know, as because they they took like the the system with him and he's hooking it up and he's like, Oh, wait a second. I still got, and was it Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? They were playing when the, which is the the hardest hardest level in the, in in the game he was doing. Definitely. Yeah. I think those games, I actually, I get on my children about all the time because we still play games. I still play games and I still get into the like epic games. I like, I liked Red Dead 2. I just did Fallout 4. And I have, I don't want to play with anyone else. I don't want to get online and play against people. I just want to slog through. And they'll, you know, the the internet tells them that Red Dead 2 is cool. So they'll be like, yeah, let's play it. And they have 10 minutes tops before they're just like, well, let's just rope people and run around town and (laughs) kill people or die. Like, or play, like, I'm like, yeah, you guys don't have the fortitude to slog out, like, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I remember playing it over and over and over and over, and each time you just got yeah. a little further. Yeah, you, maybe and then by the time you get, you almost get to that last one, you're like, mm, you're like, this time I can get it. I can get it this time. Um, but this movie did something, and it actually did change something for me because, especially Nintendo games, were never gauged by points. There was always points, like Mario yeah. points, but you never look. And at I that. never thought of it. You only cared about the progression of your, you know, game. 
but the movie kept talking about points, and I remember being a little being like, I should think about the points more. <laughs> like, so after that, I always was like, okay, I'm getting five thousand on the flag every time because if I was in a competition, that would get me more points. And, I'm but was, watching and to him. This day, I still look at points. I'm watching him as he's playing the final round, Mario 3, and I'm just like, why does he need to find the warp again? You, I mean, I don't think you get points for finding a warp zone. You just go to another level. So, right. and, I mean, I'm not to say that it slowed him down, but I was just like, all of a sudden he just got this boost and he was like starting to charge up or whatnot. And yeah, I just found that funny. But yeah, him. the points thing. So if you remember, I mean, I still love Mario 3. I still play it. Um, there's three warp whistles. The third one is easy to find. You bust the rock in the desert world and you can go get it. That one's easy, I get. But the other two are like, you would never know. Isn't, isn't Hold on, I got to duck down on this random yeah, block for that's what it is. The first one, the first one, whatever, yeah, you, fall through. you duck down and fall behind and, then, and run. And then even once you fall through, you'd still have to know, oh, I need to go all the way in and jump. And then the second one is in that fortress where you fly into an unknown territory and do this crazy thing with the control and then you get into it and then you have to go and hit up because you're in front of a door and you wouldn't know because you can't see yourself like there's no way anyone guesses <laughs> any of that oh. there's a lot of them that i i didn't get it until i saw it in nintendo power i mean because we didn't have the internet yeah, like we do it, now man. like oh let me look up or, how to get past this do you guys remember nintendo cereal oh yeah yes definitely. uh so and it had zelda like, one half and mario, mario one half zelda yeah, yes, and then there's I got always that. tricks, like tips in the yep, inside, yep. and that's how I learned about like how to do the thing in Mario where you get a hundred men uh, from like bouncing the turtle shell, like the turtle all those. Show, little yeah. things. Might have been, I don't know if it was Nintendo Power or that where you figure out in the first we Mario, did, Brad, you had Nintendo Power, how, how to how to get did. the uh, the fireworks at the end of each level, like if you could time the time just oh, right yeah. to get the fireworks to go off, it gave you more points. Yeah, it had to end in a five or zero, right? Uh, it had to end in an eight, no, a six, uh, or a three. So you get your oh, three or fireworks six fireworks. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So yeah. I always associated that whistle scene, just, you know, figuring out like where it is, just like Metal Gear, Gear Solid. So if you remember in, in Metal Gear Solid, the first one, there was a code, a radio signal number that mm. you had to input, and you had no idea what that number was. The answer was on the back of the box of the right. video I remember game. this. Yeah, so just like in The Wizard, you had to watch this movie if you wanted to know the secret, because that was the only way you were going to discover it unless you read about so, it. Yeah. yeah. I rented this game with my brother and we didn't own a PlayStation. So we had to rent the PlayStation from the video store and then we wow. rented the game, but they don't give you the box. They give you the disc. So what did we do? We hopped right back in the car and went all the way back to the video store just to look at the back of the box <laughs> that's awesome. and get that number. I mean, that's dedication video game playing yeah. right there. Well, that's funny because <laughs> Metal Gear Solid and Mario three are both in my top five video games of all time. I was just say the codes back then for like Mike Tyson's Punch Out or any game that you played that didn't save like Zelda, the codes were like oh, I mean you had, I had to notebooks write full. them down. It was usually like nine or ten digits, and then sometimes it was drawings of like, and it wasn't just like hearts and squares. Sometimes it was like, well, this squiggly right thing, and then a squiggly left yeah. thing, and then yeah, it was. I real had hard. I had a notebook dedicated to codes that you had to write down because like. 
everything in, in some of them were like 12 to 15 digits long to yeah. like, oh, wait, was that a capital or was that a lowercase? I don't, I don't right. I don't oh yeah. Cause I think, I think it was one of the Castlevanias, maybe Simon's quest had capital and lowercase yeah. and it's like, oh, come on. <laughs> Did you guys ever get far in the game? but you had to go to school or your mom was making you put oh, it away yeah. and you would leave you it on it. and just hope yeah. that no one hope that no one like kicks it or touches yeah, it because sometimes it would just freeze. Turn off oh. the TV. Do not touch this yep. television. I will be back and I will play it later. Don't yeah. touch kids, anything. Yes, for sure. And it was days, like a 50-50 crapshoot whether it was still the working. The kids these days just don't know. I mean, you've said your your kids just gotten bored with stuff like when i play i play these old games with my kids on the the switch the old nintendo games and they'll be like these are so hard i'm like you don't even know guys like you yeah, don't you even have right. no idea and you can't even yeah. save so this well, version you didn't can have save blow and massage the <laughs> cartridge which to this day people will be like actually that didn't matter but I I mean they're to, wrong because me, the game wouldn't work and I could get it to work. <laughs> it was all it was all mental. If I was confident that this time when I put the cartridge in it was going to work, that means it worked. Mm-hmm. And I need yeah. to be in the right headspace and that did it yeah. for me. It was blowing in it. It made me confident and I did it right every time. So <laughs> Yeah. I mean I'm a full believer that I knew how to massage I would put it in and like do this little massage technique back and forth and I knew Oh yeah, it's, this is this one's. I can get it to work every time. <laughs> and, Man, I loved my Nintendo. That was such a magical time. It, it, and then going to the video store, you didn't know what these games were, so like you had to judge it by the cover. And some of the yeah. covers have the coolest art. And I'm like, oh, you're fighting dragons, and you take it home. And it's like, why is it like bubble bobble? Like <laughs> this is not. I don't see any dragons or swords. Like. Some of the games were real big letdowns, but you still played it anyways because you rented it, so you got to play it exactly. for tonight. You know, exactly. I have a question for you guys. You know, we we grew up in the Nintendo era. If you did a road trip across country, what games would be like your go-to? Like these are the games I can beat people at as I'm, you know, oh, meeting my okay. competition Man. on the way. I man, I mean, I I, I had a fair talent in video games but i was mostly into a lot of the mario adventure stuff like some of the fighting stuff racing it was like in between now are we talking any system or just the nintendo i I would i I mean whichever you want if you want to just stick with nintendo it's like a hey here's my range so i was pretty decent with soul calibur Okay. Uh, it oh. was the fighting game. I was pretty decent on that. I enjoyed that. Uh, get me a dance pad. I will whoop ass on DDR. <laughs> I and I did buy the PlayStation Matte version. I didn't just play at the arcade. I could probably do really well on that. Um, some of the games that I did notice in the um, movie, like RC Pro Am, that was my shit. Oh, I, I loved, loved RC Pro Am. That was a real rare that, game. Yes, I could. I could play that very well kung fu i was also pretty decent at i could but again these aren't really competition skill, games because that game's hard it is very hard um karate champ was not i wasn't too bad on that one either uh tech mobile i did my decent job on that I was, I so i think i can one. do fair on on those just name a few so man to the karate champ and kung fu i think those were some of the hardest because it was all about slow timing 
Exactly. Like, just wait for it and go. Because you always want to go fast. You want it to be like, yeah, 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 but it's not going fast. So I had a very small collection. So you basically just play that over and over again and you just develop like a skill. Like Legend of Cage was another one that I played oh. forever. Love the music of Legend of Cage. I would buy that soundtrack like immediately. <laughs> but uh, yeah, those are probably ones that I would take with me. So if we stuck the Nintendo, um, I would say my Mario game is is I mean I'm not the guy doing it in 30 seconds on YouTube, yeah. but I'm pretty I'm pretty good and I haven't forgotten any of it. Like uh, when when I go back, my, the kids are still like, yeah. how do you know? Even the mushrooms I remember were the cards how it laid out because I did have the Nintendo Power ripped out page <laughs> of the cards, so I knew which one was which. Um, and then, uh, so some weird, well, Contra, uh, I was able to get it to where I did not have to do the 30 man code. Oh, look at you. Uh, me and a friend, we did it, we did it with two people, which I think is hard. Uh, we sat there and this was actually post like college. Like it was like, oh, we have this old Nintendo. I loved Contra and me and him sat there all day and we're like, we do, we can do this without the code. And we did it. Um, but you have to kind of rely on. Hey, I'm dead. I'm gonna not gonna use my guy until you use your three lives, so you can progress the game. So then I can jump in. So instead of both dying together. But anyways, so I guess you're technically getting what uh, something like twenty something lives. But uh, anyways, so Contra. Um, there was a really weird game that my parents bought me, and I got really into it called Wizards and Warriors. Do you remember this? No, yeah, I don't know yeah. That you're like a little knight with a sword, and there was a sequel yep. that was a lot different. But like the original one. I played it and played it and played it until I beat it, and I loved that game. Now, I'm not sure if it's Wizards and Warriors or Dungeons and Dragons, but do you remember sort of the little army guy that was on the TV to show their progression at the end of the movie on the TV? You know, it showed their score, and it had a little knight running. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Wasn't that from Wizards and Warriors, I or was that Dungeons and Dragons? Been. Now I need to go see it. No, I think you're right. I think it was the knight, because he yeah. did have a little... Yeah, he had a little thing. tassel on yes. his helmet and yep, everything. Yep. That, that, was, that was yeah, definitely was his totally words. reminded me of it. <laughs> now that you said that, that totally was right. Um, and then uh, I liked the first Ninja Gaiden. Mm, I, um, I, I never got into that one. It was always very hard, and I got frustrated quickly. It was just one of those ones, again, you didn't have a lot of games, so it was just, well, I guess I'm going to see how far I can get yeah. this one again. That was one I got when, you know, we got a Wii and you could download the old games. I downloaded that one. I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm not. <laughs> and then, oh, of course, uh, I still remember everything from the original Zelda or uh, Legend of Zelda. Um, everything. Every bombing place, every fireplace. Uh, and half of the second map. I always gave up about halfway through. I got bored. Um, but I remember something. When I go back and play it, I'm like, oh, I remember where some of these new things are. But anyways. Those were my games for that, for Nintendo. Okay. All right. If you go into the next system, I skipped Super Nintendo because I did Sega Genesis, and I was always really sad about that. <laughs> I didn't get uh, – so I didn't get to play the Super Nintendo Mario with the cape. I didn't get to – or Yoshi. I didn't get to play that until way later. Mm. Uh, or Mario Paint or Mario Kart. Oh, yeah. I was like, very Mario Paint and older. Mario Kart. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was a huge fan of the Super Nintendo. I had that, and I had a friend who had a Genesis, so I got to be able to get the best of both worlds. Oh uh, yeah, I'm I'm so sad I went Genesis route. It was not worth it. Uh, but then I did jump back in with 64. 
So <laughs> very nice. What are you taking with you? I was, I mean, I was always big in, in Mario. I loved playing the Mario games. I mean, who didn't at that time? But it RC Pro Am, I played that a lot. So RC Pro Am, yeah. that's such a oh, great game. I'm so glad. I'm you glad that it was. It's so glad good. it was featured in this movie. I I lost my shit. And you know what's funny? So as I was rewatching this movie, I was super tired. I kind of watched a little late, and this movie just woke me up. I had so much mm. energy by the end of this movie, and just like watching Jimmy win and the music and like everybody cheering, even the stepdads were happy. Like everyone's problems <laughs> just went away in watching this kid play. And I just like it just woke me up. I was just so happy, well, then, at, <laughs> and so I had all this energy. At first, I mean, you, you thought he lost, and and the way he did it, like, yeah. and he was just like, well, I mean, he died twice. I lost, and then just kind of like, oh well. And um, I want to bring up uh, two cameo appearances that I saw. One just from an actress that I just absolutely love, and I love seeing her and stuff. She just appears in everything. Do you, are you guys familiar with Beth Grant? No, no. He's Beth Grant. So Beth, Who is she so in the movie? So she is real small. So uh, they're playing, they're doing their hustle like around town or whatever, right? And then they play these three goons who, you know, get all pissed off that they lost because they think they've been like swindled mm. by this little kid. Yeah. And then that woman from the diner comes in. He was like, what are y'all doing here? How would I tell you about rough housing? And she's like, I got video monsters. I got movie monsters and I got graffiti on the wall monsters. Do you remember this lady? Uh, yeah, I just looked her up. I do know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. Yeah. So I, I know her from so many appearances on everything. I love this actress, but she's mostly known for her standout performance in speed where she plays the woman who just can't handle freaks being out. on the bus yep. and she freaks out. That's what she's known for. Uh, but she appears in everything, and it was so crazy to see her. But I know you guys know this because this movie's so old. I'm sure you guys read about this. Did you recognize anyone in the group of Lucas goons that appeared towards the end of the movie? So this is right before the final game, and they all get a break. They announce, oh, you guys are all going to play a new game, and then Lucas and his mm -hmm. friends come out. And they're all frustrated. And one of them goes, oh, you're going to rip their gizzards out, man. And he was like, shut up and go get me a soda. Did you recognize anyone in that? No, movie? I'm looking right now at the cast and I still don't know who you're talking hold about. Hold on. I'm going to hold on. Hold on. I'm going to take some of this out because I took a picture and I'll definitely be posting it online. <laughs> I don't know if you guys can see now. Look very closely to the right. That kid right there. Oh, on. that kid to the left with the to mullet. the left. Sorry, yeah, it's with, it's with the, the camera. The yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I can't tell. Who is it? Uncredited. This is Toby oh. Maguire. No, go back. Let me see the picture again. Let me see. You it. guys did it. not know this. I had no idea. That is Toby Maguire. Wow. Oh my god. Yeah. I, yeah. Hilarious. Watch wow. this scene again, and he's just got, he doesn't have any speaking words, but just, he just smiles, he does the part, the shares the emotion. himself. You, it's, it's, he stood out like a sore thumb when he popped that up on screen. That is awesome. I, I love thought you guys knew that. Like, no, I had no idea. I, I oh, totally, that's totally so funny. And that, yeah, I watched it recently, and I figured that would be something I picked up on. And speaking of, I watched it um, recently because I was... I was telling my kids about this movie because they're really into Nintendo and really gotten into Mario. And I told them about this movie thinking they'd like it. And I was like, okay, we're going to watch this. And they were like, I don't know. I don't know. 
sat down and they were hooked moment one they were into it and they kept asking questions about like is he gonna make it is he gonna do this again i'm like you're gonna you gotta sit through this movie and watch it and they they got excited when mario 3 came on they thought that was just so cool and then like can we go play mario now and like i'm like yes this is like a a, a winning dad moment right here that my kids love this film (laughs) the mario franchise I have played, I mean, especially everything new that's ever come out and loved it, except I think Odyssey is one of the worst games. Like, it is, I don't know if you guys oh, have played oh, it, yeah. but I, you know, I, I get excited it. about every new Mario. And I love the galaxies. I love, I've loved them all. I get really into them and I, I complete them. I 100% them. And Odyssey, I just halfway through, I was like, this sucks. I put it down and never picked it back up again. <laughs> I hated it. I hated every, I just, it was boring. It wasn't fun. I don't give a crap about collecting outfits. That's not a thing for me. <laughs> like, I was, I, hate, I was so mad to the point where I was like, maybe I'm done with Mario. I don't know. <laughs> We've had a long relationship. Maybe it's over now. That's funny. Yeah, I bought their 30th anniversary thing, so now I've got 64 Mario Sunshine, and and the regular on Switch now. And I like, I don't care how many they put out. If you keep putting Mario parties out, I'm going to buy them. I don't care. There could be one new game in that whole entire video game, and I will still buy it. Well, I love Mario Party so much. Nintendo Nintendo knows what they have. I mean, they know Mario is... I mean, people complain, like, well, all they do is keep putting out the same stuff. And I'm like, yeah, and people buy it because they love it. I'm always going to buy Mario and Zelda games, always. I mean, Mario, Zelda, and Metroid, although the Metroid isn't coming out as, as much, I mean... They they know yeah. they know. Although my favorite Metroid was the one with the first Wii, like the the idea that you could just point and shoot. I was like, this is how first person shooters should all yeah. be. I love this. So real quick, the the character of Putnam, our our uh, private investigator, <laughs> child mm. gatherer. What did you guys think of this guy, and how does he translate mm. today? Uh, he'd be a little creepy today for sure. <laughs> well yeah you can't do a lot of this is that's my favorite thing about showing these films to my kids is like look what you could do to anyone back then and it was just, and no, and nobody cared really like and he's known for specifically taking jobs to look for kids and the way that he manhandles them and and just really yeah. does not care about them just when he pulled on that little kid who was looking at the horizon with his brother and he mistaken them i was yeah. like your first reaction is to just grab him by the clothes yeah. and just drag like who is this guy how did he get licensed you to do all of this kids. no but he was a terrible person you, you try but to i do did that like now and someone would would, uh, either beat you up or shoot you or something else, yeah. and it would be caught on camera and like yeah, put out everywhere. <laughs> he wouldn't have a but job. But I gotta say, I gotta say the war between Putnam and the and the dad with their cars and just oh, yeah. trashing oh, each other yeah. along. <laughs> I thought all of that was so entertaining. It was not a bad B plot to just fill in some gaps. I didn't mind that at all. <laughs> That's also like we were talking the other day. Um, my son, oldest son, drives, and I was like, "There was a time, I think, where everyone knew they had a bumper, and if you bumped someone, it's all right. You just bump yeah. someone because you. It, it's a, that's what bumpers are for. I was like nowadays, you can't do that, dude. You can't even touch a person's car. But like, there, yeah, because those old cars, man, could just kind of smash into each other and be all right. Like they're cool. <laughs> 
and and I'm surprised how well this movie holds up. Like it, it holds up. I really think this well. movie holds up really good, really good. I mean, has even done more video game movies like that. It would have been. I mean, for its time, that they could have come out with so many. And and you know less of some of these adaptations, but just just the journey and the child wonder of it all, and just having these kids sort of mm-hmm. like be them and just have them be the center of attention and shine. I mean, I guess you could say great. Free Guy could be like that because it had all these YouTubers and stuff that my eleven year old loves, and I'm as adult like, okay, I'm understanding your world yeah. here. Whereas. Uh, <laughs> I was like, my parents should watch The Wizard because look, this is now they get how cool video games are. And, <laughs> but maybe that's a good one. Uh, did you guys see Pixels by any chance? Yes, I did really see Pixels. Uh, did I when I watched Pixels, especially at the the competition? Uh, uh, is that the, that's with Peter Dinklage, right? And they have the video game yes. competition. They have yeah, to... but isn't Peter Dinklage in it? Yeah. And he loses to him in the very yes. beginning, but then later on he comes and helps. Yeah. So at that competition. The whole time I was thinking, oh, this is like the wizard. I, the whole time I was like, the, I love the 80s because they had those. And I never heard, knew if those were real things. Were they real things? Did you do that back like then? Competitions? Or like go play Mario against people? Like, is that a real thing? I, I mean, I mean, I know now I they're don't know. I mean, sports, they but. made uh, the wizard that made it seem like it's like this underground thing. Like, hey, where's your video game competition? Like, it's this underground we're gonna beat With you hundreds like, of yeah. people there to watch a giant screen of you play <laughs> well Mario i mean that one was bigger and they're excited every time they every time they pan the crowd man those people were so excited <laughs> about these people playing mario 3 i really love that they threw in a girl to also be one of the three finalists too it just really showed that that video game girls you know that they also like video games too i love that and she was Mm. the dorkiest kid but i still loved her i thought she was great being able to play with the boys (laughs) so overall guys like you guys mentioned it it's it's held up really well you guys have shown your kids uh do you think that the general population, like you could easily just recommend this to someone or does it take a certain type of movie fan to really enjoy mm. something like this? I, I think the general story, I think a, a general public can enjoy it. It's, I mean, yeah, it's video games, but a lot of people know Nintendo and know about it that I, I think they could still find enjoyment in this i mean like i said it, it it held up and my my younger kids loved this movie they i think because they related with this kid going across country they're like i, I want to be this i want to go across and play video games against other people i mean granted they could do it now but you don't get to see them it's something i mean it's mm. it's just a fun movie it's a light-hearted movie that uh, families can still enjoy yeah and i think it has the nostalgia going with it for older people the fun for younger kids. And I think, man, all those actors are really good. Like they're good. Little Fred Savage is a good actor. Fred Savage Um, was giving so many dad vibes in just that (laughs) little, I mean, he's just the youngest person, but yet just all of his mannerisms, it was just so father son to his brother. It was so crazy how good he was. Yeah. I've all, I always liked him. I, especially in like princess bride, he just nails that. And he's always the same character. It's not like he's playing someone yeah, no. different. It's just him, but it's good. But no, I, so I would think, yeah. Because I think when we watched it, rewatched it, it was like, 
my my kids and then some of their friends and some of their friends don't watch movies like we do so i was like oh i wonder if they'll hate this but their friends were all in and seemed to like it so that's awesome well last question and then we'll rate it i'm curious if it's changed at all when the brothers first start hitchhiking and they get off the wonder bread truck as the product placement is all through this movie (laughs) that i love uh they're they're having a chat and and Corey goes you know, something about Twinkies, but I'm a ho-ho man myself, so I need to hear it. Twinkies or ho-hos? Twinkies all day. Oh, so I loathe Twinkies. Like, loathe <laughs> Is it? Uh, and I don't really particularly like ho-hos, but I would eat one. But if I was starving, I wouldn't even eat a Twinkie. I'd be like, no, I'm good. But I would wow. eat a ho. So I guess I'd take wow. a ho ho. So, okay. Twinkies. Twinkies, 100%. I'm not for a me. hostess guy. You're not hostess? Yeah. Twinkies was my jam, guy. especially with the strawberry filling. I was all about the t- best, best that way was in my lunchbox. To eat a Twinkie, in my opinion, is to freeze them. You put them in the freezer so the cream in the middle gets hard and it's oh. I'm gonna have to try that. But yeah, it was Twinkies and the the cupcakes for me. The the frosted cupcake, oh. you know, that big you giant know, cake layer. The... Yeah, but there were some cupcakes I think that had a chocolate inside and not the white. Fair. Because you're talking about the ones that have the little curly cue yeah, white. Exactly. On top, right? Yes, that's right. There was some that had chocolate and I loved those. I don't remember what they were. I think they were, and they had three chocolate stripes on the top, and they were mm-hmm. filled with chocolate. I think whatever I that was. About. Yeah, I was all in. But <laughs> I was more of a uh, little Debbie, probably over Hostess. I think because I loved like the Nutter Butters. Okay. Um, and you know the little anything like a rice chocolatey thing. I was in. I just don't like white cream filling. It grosses me out. <laughs> I don't know why. I have weird. I have weird things. I don't do condiments. I don't do salad dressing. I don't do whipped cream. I know it's really weird. <laughs> uh, the scene in um, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, where they're eating the oatmeal cream pie, grosses me out. Can't do it. <laughs> I'm like, no, why don't you eat the cookie part? That was way better than uh, the cream part. <laughs> All right, so why don't we rate this film, if it is even possible? What do you guys think? How would you rate this today? If it was on Rotten Tomatoes, you know, I think it's at like 6.1 out of 10 on IMDb at the moment. Oh, wow. What do you guys rate low. this? How would you rate it today? I know, very it low. low. And we're going out of 10? However your rating system goes. So, I think I'd do a solid 4 out of 5. I, I think I... And if I had to do 10, I would do a 7.5. I think, I think I would go a 4 out of 5 too, just because... I still enjoyed it on a rewatch and my kids enjoyed it. And it's one of those movies I'm, I'm sure yeah. I'll see again. It's definitely got the love yeah. part for oh, me. Yeah. That would almost be a five in and of itself, but I do know it's, it can be a little slow. I don't know if it could be like, Oh man, let's rewatch it again tomorrow kind of film. So I, no, I that hear takes you it on down that. the star for me. You know, what's funny is that when, when the competition wraps up, they're on their way home and then you're reminded, Oh Yeah. He wanted to go to California for his own reason, but they never told us why. And then we get that final scene. I'm like, thank you yeah. for closing up loose ends because I completely <laughs> forgot he right. needed to go to California for his own reason. So it was to say goodbye to his sister. We were and that all, was really, it was a moment. We were all tied up in, you know, Double Dragon, RC Pro Am, Super Mario 3 that, you know, forgot. 
Yeah. yeah. You did the thing we wanted you to do, so who cares? <laughs> but yeah, I, I like the tie and it I mean this this is a this is a wholesome children's film and no matter what age you're at, I think there is great appreciation. It's a time capsule as well. I mean, I would probably give it a 4.5. I mean, it's not the perfect movie, but it is a movie that I definitely would never, I wouldn't mind repeating and rewatching it anytime. Somebody needs to watch it. It's actually super low on Rotten Tomatoes though. This is crazy. It's 29% with critics and then 59 wow. with audiences. I don't think so. Now are those critics like, have they reviewed it recently or is it critic reviews from like back then they tie in? So I I don't know if they're all listed in order. From my understanding, it looks like they, nope, they're actually not. So somebody reviewed this in 2020. Oh. And there was one person who was like two out of four. Another person said 2.5 out of five. And another in 2020 gave it a three out of four. I wonder wonder if part of that is, you know, some of, Maybe some of that didn't translate for them to today if they hadn't seen it, you know, the yeah being in the 80s. And if well, I remember right, just... it, it didn't do so well when it when it released. I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, it made its budget back, but there wasn't really a success story money wise with this. Mm. And there again, there was a lot of product placement, a lot of like, come to Universal Studios, look <laughs> at King Kong, you know, which looked badass on that screen, by the way. He didn't. Yeah, I, I wanted to go to Universal Studios from that. But oh, yeah. One other thing that I thought of, what do you think happened with the girl? Like, where did she go? Like, did she, where did she go? I always thought that, too. Did she live with them? Were they a couple? Like, where did she stay? She could easily live anywhere she wanted. With her story being so off, like, I, you don't know what was true and what wasn't. It's like, does she have parents? Where are they? You know, it's like, what happened with that? We need, <laughs> but she seemed to have hung they're out. They're gonna do a wizard too, and it's like literally fifty years later, and they're married playing yeah. Fortnite or something i don't know jimmy's kid is sucks at video games and he's just like yeah you're not my son <laughs> that's what we need we need well, if someone behind these movies is listening we need a sequel uh where are they at now yeah. you know what's happening i want to thank you too for helping me review this movie i mean no I, thank you it was awesome this definitely stays on my shelf i could never get rid of this movie it's it's that good for me and again re-watching it now i just had such a great time so uh you guys definitely made this movie a lot of fun to review so i want to thank you guys for being on the show and i recommend this everybody go out yes. check out the wizard see the wizard it, it's 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 pretty good it's pretty good uh um, Brad, tell everyone about your podcast. Well, we are just three friends. It's myself, Justin, and the Cinemaiden. And we just roundtable talk movies. We give top lists. We we just have a fun time. It's, it's you know, we're not too serious a lot of the times. We just have fun. We're three friends having fun talking movies. And you can find us at wearethecinemaguys.com. Very, very good. Now, I will close out this episode by listing all of the games that I noticed throughout this film. Ooh, I am so glad that you're going to do that. I was just thinking in my head, I want to see a list of all the games. So, I mean, there were probably a lot in the background that I could not make the name out of because the names were too far. But as far as the games that Jimmy and anybody else with the controller played, Double Dragon, Ninja Gaiden, 
Super Mario 2, F1 Dream, Rad Racer, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mega Man, China Gate, Metroid, RC Pro-Am, and Contra. Those are the ones that I was able to notice. I'm sure there were a lot more, but as far as our characters... I mean, that's an all-star lineup, man. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, tune in in another two weeks, everyone. I'll have another episode for you. We're going to do some Christmas stuff i think brad's joining me on this one yeah we might do um nightmare before christmas i'm excited and um yeah just tune in in two weeks and remember there are no such thing as a guilty pleasure film fuck those haters and be proud of your taste in movies this is movie geek and proud oh i'm proud of my taste in movies there you go oh yes we love it brad (laughs) 